get ready to uh, do some talking because I got nothing for you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me as always is my co-host Jason. What's going on, Jason? Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad that we can finally say lists and, and actually that's right. read it. That's that, right. That's, that, that makes me feel good that we're not lying anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling a little down, though, man. I, I think we need to play some blues. <laughs> you need some more blues? Well, I got some yeah, for you today. Yeah, yeah. We are continuing our season two list of the greatest guitar solos of the 90s. Uh, like we said, the last episode, season two, is going to be uh, split in two with our top 25 of the 90s happening now. And then later on in the year, we'll do the top 25 of the 80s. Um, so with all that all that said, let's get going. Today's number 24 song, and it's from uh, an album by the same name. This is Johnny Lang and Lie to Me. Behind the music. The album Lie to Me, uh, Mr. Lang's major label debut, was released in January of 1997. A day before Johnny turned 16. Wow. 16. Which means, <laughs> which means when he was <laughs> playing and singing that album, he was 15 years old. I don't know about you, but when I was 15, my voice didn't sound like that if I had a gun to my head. No, 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 no. Not no, at no. all. <laughs> he was signed to A&M Records when he was 14 after a rep saw him play at a bar in Minneapolis. Uh, I don't know what's more more impressive. He was signed at 14 or that he was playing a bar. <laughs> like playing a bar at 14. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, both of those are equally as impressive. I guess his parents were in the audience. Yeah, I, I hope. Yeah. Uh, his signing came at a time when labels were snatching up young blues guitar players uh, whenever they could find them, including uh, last week's artist, Kenny Wayne Shepard, uh, Johnny Lang, and another young blues guitar player by the name of Derek Trucks. Um and out of the 12 tracks on the album, Lang shares writing credits on two songs. Uh, this song that we featured this time, Lie to Me, was written by Bruce McCabe and David Z. David Z, uh, his younger brother, Bobby Z, was the original drummer for Prince and the Revolution. Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, David Z also worked on Prince with the 86 hit Kiss, as well as, engin- as well as engineered and recorded most of the Purple Rain album. Uh, the other writer, Bruce McCabe, ended up playing on the album and then later joined Lang's touring band. Uh, in an interview um, several years later, Johnny Lang said, I don't think I related to any of the songs until I was in my 20s as far as life experience goes, <laughs> at least not in the way that that, the, that, that that there were any meaning I could really understand. It wasn't necessarily singing from a place of experience. It was just more from a place of just singing music. Mm-hmm. So, You're 16 years old, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, probably got half the life experience of the people that were writing the songs. I mean, I remember, so. I remember being fifteen, listening to you know hard rock, heavy metal, and not knowing a thing what they were talking about. So yeah, I can, I can understand what he's saying. And there's some bands I still don't know what they're talking about, but <laughs> love them to death. A lot of it's just the music, you know. Like he was saying, that yeah, the lyrics don't always connect with you, especially if they're written by somebody else. So I definitely understand that, but. 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. Let's get personal. So up until a few days before we started production on season two, this song wasn't even in the list. <laughs> um, I was texting a friend of mine who's a guitar player too, and I was just sharing all my picks for the list that I'd had, and uh, I texted him the list, and the first text I got back was, what, no Johnny Lang? And I pulled a Homer Simpson when I read that. I was like, no! I had always <laughs> associated Lang with the 2000s and beyond, um, but he snuck an album in there at the end of the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. And if you listen to if you if, you, if you've listened to season one, you've heard me mention several times about being in, in bands. Uh, and the most recent band, which really wasn't that recent, sadly, it's probably eight <laughs> years ago or so. Uh, it was a blues band that I sang in. Uh, this song was one of the original list of ten songs that, that the band sent me to work up for our very first rehearsal. Uh, I've always I've always been a, a kind of a hit and miss fan of Johnny Lang and his albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen him several times in concert. Uh, he's just a phenomenal guitar player. I mean, you just, you can't, you can't mm-hmm. deny that, uh, especially live. He, uh, he will extend solos on just about every song for, <laughs> as for, guitar, blues guitar yeah, players do for, yeah. for, you know, for a really long time. So, um, and every album or two that he has, has a song or, or every album he has actually, has a song or two that I really dig. Uh, and this is one that I'll, I've always really loved. So uh, what's your history with Johnny Lang? Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> First time I remember listening to the song. So like I said, I that Kenny Wayne Shepherd album was uh, an anomaly among my collection of alternative rock at the time. Wow. And uh, yeah, just never, have never connected with Johnny Lang. So... First time I remember listening to this song. Really? Yep. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, one of my <laughs> high school uh, graduation presents was a guitar. Was it really? It was, a, it was a bright blue electric guitar. It was a Yamaha that uh, my uh, stepmom picked out of a store. Ah, that looks nice and gave it to me. Nice. And I... I picked it up over the years up through college and my roommate played acoustic and we would uh, jam out sometimes in the room. But uh, yeah. And by jam out, I, yeah, I, I can't. Air guitar. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Air guitar. You know, learning chords, you know, that, that kind of thing and just kind that of is. fiddling around with it. But uh, I finally parted ways when we moved here to Montgomery in, in 2006, I was like, yeah, it's time for let somebody else to actually play this thing. <laughs> That's so awesome. Nice. It went the way of the dodo. So Very nice. There. We're a second episode in. You got my history of guitar playing. Yeah. That's probably why I didn't know Johnny Lang. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I tried, people. I tried. The breakdown. So like we mentioned last week with Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and like most blues, blues players, Lang throws in little riffs between lines of lyrics as he's singing. He does a great job of that during this song. Uh, they're tight. And they sound awesome. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of the actual solo, though, is his use of the wah-wah pedal. Um, that, can eas- that, that is easily mm-hmm. overused by a lot of people. You can, I mean, it's not <laughs> hard to overuse a wah-wah in a song, uh, but he uses it perfectly in this, in this solo. Um, you know, one thing that sets Lang apart 
and gives him a kind of a unique sound is his use of the Telecaster guitar. You don't typically see blues or rock players using a Telecaster. So that, mm-hmm. you know, like you said in the last episode, King Wayne Shepherd plays a Stratocaster. Um, you definitely don't see people pushing as much distortion as these type of players do with a Telecaster. Um, mm-hmm. Telecasters are more typically associated with country and country rock. Um, they tend to have a, produce a twangier sound. Right, and you, yeah. And you can kind of hear that in his solo and the way he plays, but I think that the way he uses it with, with the distortion and his, and his amplifier, it gives him a kind of a distinctive sound. Um, oh, yeah. When he, when, when he plays, you know, compared to other blues guitar players. I wrote down, it sounds very dirty. Yeah. Like very muted. Uh, I don't know, backed off a little bit, but yeah, lots of distortion. Yeah. And it's, it, it does sound unique. I'll give him that. Yeah. So Donnie Lang comes in at number 24 on our top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. This week's bonus song is a cover of this song, actually. Uh, Joe Cocker, who is actually one of my favorite uh, singers of all time, Joe Cocker covered this song on his 1999 album, No Ordinary World. So that's going to be our bonus song for the week. And you can tell us which version you like better. If you have Spotify Premium, we rec- which is what we recommend, stay tuned and you'll hear the bonus song in its entirety at the end of the episode. Free Spotify users will get about 30 seconds of the song and outside of Spotify, you're just hearing background music. Uh, but we invite you to visit the song whip links in the show notes that will connect you with the songs in your favorite music app give us your thoughts on today's episode via social media you can find us on twitter at greatest lists or you can stream all the episodes you want at greatestlistpodcast.com jason will be in the driver's seat for the next episode thank you for listening to greatest lists and we look forward to continuing our list next episode You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.